Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with Dan Thiessen, the owner and founder with his wife, Rachel, of Radix. It's the gym that we go to out in the Oakville area, and he stopped by to talk everything fitness. We dive into some nutrition stuff, the people he's training, the common mistakes that we all make when we're training around food and nutrition and the types of exercises that we choose. We get into it all. We even start talking about some strongman stuff. Apparently, Canada is producing a real world-class strongman out of Barry. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling over the word Barry. Barry out of Barry, Ontario. And uh, he is um, he's dropping by Radix in a few weeks for a kind of a special one-day event. So we talk about that as well. And on this episode, if you want to reach out to them, he drops his new URL and Instagram handle and the whole bit at the end. And if you are listening to this and you're wondering how I'm going to transition from talking about fitness and nutrition to real estate, this is how. To live life on your terms, we believe that you need to be optimally performing as a human. So we need to have your body in shape, your mind in shape, and your finances need to be in shape. And we believe still in today's crazy world, real estate can play a role in that. And if you are looking to get into real estate investing in any fashion, and you want some more information before you start, one of the areas that's probably maybe the most under the covers, we don't really talk about it as much as maybe that we should, are all the different little YouTube videos that we're putting out on our YouTube channel. And you can find our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle. A bunch of us here from the team are producing videos. Anthony and our team has been a, a bit more aggressively putting stuff out as well. So you get all kinds of bits of information from myself, from Nick, from Anthony, of different and from different members of the team on YouTube. And you could subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle. That's youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle. Hit the big red subscribe button and you'll get notified when we're putting out new videos. That's it for this intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Dan Thiessen and Nicholas Alexander Karadza. Oh, I didn't know that was your middle name. Oh, yeah, yeah man. That's yeah, the name Alexander. of royalty. I can just, it just it sounds, you know. You always it say is. that, but I don't, yeah. I'm not sure it is. Oh, it is. It sounds. I've decided it is, so that's the way it works. <laughs> that's um, how royalty works. We're, uh, we're, just, uh, we're talking <laughs> kind about... Kind of, yeah. It <laughs> kind of does work <laughs> yeah, like that. You right? just claim it. Yeah. It's on. Um, I had my triglycerides. Uh, Dr. Cowan gave me my latest blood work and the triglycerides, he said, were really, really good, like... Amazing. And he also attributed that to lifting weight. And I don't know why, what the connection was. There was something, it was triglycerides. My good HDL, good cholesterol is really good. Mm. The the one that you're supposed to watch, L, I think it's the LDL, I forget, mm-hmm. um, was a little bit, it wasn't high, but it was a little bit, it wasn't like in the best state. So he's like, hey, he wanted me, I think he wanted me to take some turmeric and some olive oil. Yeah. A couple tablespoons of olive oil every day and some turmeric. And he's like, in a few weeks, we should have that right into the range I want it. Yeah. Um, the HDL, he said he liked because it's hard to get good cholesterol unless you're doing the right things or eating the right way for longer periods of time. You can't just like pop Overnight. a pill yeah. for the good cholesterol. Does that, I don't know if you track that stuff. I don't really track it for myself because it's always good. 
I'm young enough. Yeah, I eat healthy yeah. all the yeah. time. So. Young guy. My uh, how how old my are you diet, right now? Uh, I'm not that young, I guess. But it actually, I turned 30. <laughs> you changed yeah. your tune. All that's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. I'm just younger. I'm just younger than you guys. But uh, I turned 37 next week, actually. So I'm actually officially, you know, a master athlete. So I put you in some type of old state, I guess. But you don't track that stuff because you just know that you are eating well. I've eaten well for since I was like 17 years old. For boxing, right? So yeah. You always have to watch your weight. Watch oh, weight. got Always. it. So I've had a like I had my sp- first sports nutritionist. I was like 17. My parents um, hired this guy who, and there wasn't many of them at the time, right? Like it wasn't something that most people did. Uh, who were, unless you were playing professional sports, you would find those guys. But as a 17 year old who was just getting into doing like nogi, grappling and boxing and cutting weight. Um, there wasn't many people who were working with a sports nutritionist. And then at like, 17, Tom could eat a lot of cereal. Yeah. 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 So I, what he, you eat a lot of cereal up to, I don't know what age, but I, don't know. I thought it was healthy. Whole, <laughs> whole grains. There's a person, of a, a, a fit person on the cereal box. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, like a, somebody in a swimsuit or like a bikini or a, you know, I remember when vector released oh, yeah. cereal and they always had like Olympians on it. Right? Yeah. I think Michael Phelps was on it. Or no, something. I, I honestly, <laughs> and I'm, I honestly believe Michael Phelps probably ate a couple boxes of those cereal every day well think how many calories you burn <laughs> yeah. he, could, he could eat 10 boxes and now i understand that you burn that many calories but i also understand that if you have like three boxes you know every two days of cereal yeah, with milk good. yeah uh and nothing against uh milk just for me that combo was not no, not okay. not the right that's combo. a lot of sugar though right if you look at the so what is your diet now then um my diet is uh i eat five times a day um, I make sure I get a certain amount of protein, which is about 235 grams of protein a day, um, which is uh, you need at least one gram um, of protein per day per lean pound of body weight you are. So lean pound of body weight, I'm about 205. So that's like minimum. But when I'm lifting heavy weights, then I need more protein. So I eat about 235 grams of protein, uh, 90 to 100 grams of fat. And between 500 and 600 grams of carbs a day, which is on the really high side of carbs, but I'm doing like two workouts and I move around a lot. So I'm kind of burning it off all day. And the fat, how are you getting that much fat? Uh, Fat is every meal. So um, for instance, my breakfast has uh, coconut oil in it. So I like to start off the day with coconut oil because it's a different kind of fat. It's an MCT. So that medium chain uh, type of fat is used for energy a lot easier in the body and it's stored less often as fat and used for energy a lot better. So I work out in the morning really hard. So I use coconut in the morning and then throughout the day I get it from uh, the meat I eat, um, olive oil on my salads. Uh, I have uh, nuts, uh, avocado sometimes. I just track it all. But Back to the coconut oil. How are you yes. taking that in the morning? Tablespoon? Or? A tablespoon of coconut oil in my protein shake. You don't really taste it. And if you like coconut taste, then get something called coconut mana, which is not just the oil, but also like the, the pulp of, of the coconut. And then it has a really coconutty taste. If, that, if you're into that, I like it. So yeah, I, I like that. coconut oil for mental clarity. Like I have that, I still have that brand, that bulletproof brand, that brain octane, which is like a concentrated form yeah, of it's the MCT oil, the MCT oil. Yeah. But it, I think they strip out one, one variant of the triglycerides and only leave the other one or two or whatever it is. And I think for just my own brain clarity, when, pretty good. when I have that one, it's like, it's, good. it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So I do that every morning. Uh, I eat a lot of carbs though, like, uh, and, and not like. People hear carbs and they think like, oh, I eat donuts. And, but that's so, because how much do you weigh right now? Uh, 
205 to 210 is where I... And what percent body fat? I feel like so I'm interrogating I, Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I check it regularly. So at 205, I'm just over 5 to 6% uh, on the in-body scan. So and 205 then, pounds, but only 5 to 6% body fat. And yeah. then how much weight are you moving? Like what would be one of the markers around weight to, to give somebody an idea? I'm just talking about your squat. Oh, so squat, like... Um, I don't really max out those things anymore, but I'll move like 405 for reps, two to three reps, something like that. But it's like now it's about being staying strong, but being in good shape, being able to move your body weight well. It's like being that whole kind of package. Like over my life, I've kind of um, strayed more to one thing than the other. I'd really focus on being really strong, but then you kind of lose out on other things. So What do right you lose now, out on? You lose out on like endurance or uh, being really good in longer Metcons or Metcons where you have to move because your body. Because you're really strong, you're, you have to add weight. Yeah, you get a little bit bigger and you're really good at um, using your type 2 muscle fiber, which is like going to help you lift really heavy, but you you start to lose your type 1, which helps you go endurance and um, longer in the Metcons and harder. And you do, you do really have to get your body fat higher, no? It helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's so hard to be like as strong as possible and be super lean at the same time, unless you're on like drugs. So you would have to go to, yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about that after. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, lots uh, in the CrossFit uh, world on that. Yeah, I know. I feel like yeah. everyone's talking about hormone replacement or no, not hormone, uh, testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. TRT. Yeah. And, uh, if you saw that gym, I was at when I was on, when I was on vacation. Wow, man. I was, I was literally like, I've <laughs> never ready been, to go. Well, I was, I've never <laughs> been like the, one of the smallest guys every day that I was there. I was, yeah. you know, there's a couple, a couple of people that were there that were kind of out of shape and stuff like that but just from a muscular standpoint i was like wow i've never felt so small in a gym before not that i'm a huge guy but i've never felt like a really skinny dude so either, in the washroom right? did you see needles everywhere no no but i definitely like i didn't go did they have one the of those disposal buckets for needles they're, in the washroom they're they're uh yeah i i think i just wanted to stay out of the washroom altogether <laughs> yeah, <a little> <laughs> yeah, probably good, yeah. but yeah it was uh it was interesting i was probably in better shape than most of those guys overall you know yeah, because i, I, I could move point, I could they move. can move a lot of weight but overall functional they fitness move, they probably move much yeah less. yeah but it was it was i was because I haven't, I haven't kind of hung out regularly in a gym like that for. I mean, it's been a long time. What do you now, think? Like what's your body years? fat percentage right now? Uh, I know it's about. Uh, it's probably about twelve and a half. It's higher than I want it to be. So I've been looking at getting it lower, but it's just. The, what's the, the range that you like? I'd like to be about about eleven. I'm happy. Okay, that's right. for it's a good. how you look, or that's for you just feel better at eleven. Just uh, overall, I feel better. Wow, so that one I and a half that, percent is really throwing you off. Uh, you know what, doctor? And and Cowan said the same thing. He's like, man, you're really splitting hairs. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but for me, I just, I just, that's where I want to be. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah I mean? that's your your, your it's, happy spot. It's better for performance to have a bit more body fat. I'll never so, forget when yeah. you got me down to nine point eight or and you nine. Started point, to feel it. Right? I really started to yeah. feel the difference between nine whatever that yeah. was and twelve yeah. or even eleven and a half like I felt like I could recover better from the workouts I could perform better yeah. not that my performance is like some Olympic level thing no, just for myself you no know, yeah. and then at nine it was just totally different to, so I can see tough, I yeah. can see your point so for me the my one, biggest thing is I don't move throughout the day like yeah. I it was funny because you sent out an email recently and it was just a, I never count steps like the, you know who, who I know I, I work out but then I didn't realize throughout the day how kind of immobile I am I just, you know, like so some days, obviously it's more, but if the days I'm in the office, man, I'm like, I don't move at all. Yeah. So I've had to make a conscious effort now to, to do, do more. And it goes back to even when we were, when, when we've traveled in Europe, when I was younger, even before kids with, with my wife and I, 
we it was amazing amazing because you know we would eat whatever the heck we wanted and we would go to these trips and because we were walking around different cities all day we would lose weight no different than recently in uh in, we were at, when we were in orlando at the theme parks disney universal we were walking around so much that i could eat whatever i wanted and i came back lighter than than i would have and it's just it, it, you you lose sight of you you know everyone focuses so much on like going to the gym and working out and what you eat which are two you know i, I love going to the gym and, and what you eat's the most important thing yep. but man moving throughout the day and that was something that one of the his emails made me actually think about and now i i, I check that health app on the phone yeah and i don't have my it's, to be fair i don't actually have my phone on me all the time so it doesn't it's not an accurate count yeah but um and to to purposely get like more more activity in every day Right. Yeah, you know what's changed for me around that is uh, having this dog. Yeah, yeah. just a walk. Walk like yeah. every because now there's no exceptions. Yeah. Like I'm doing a walk every day, which I never would have walked as much as I just yeah. walk yeah. with this with this dog. So much like uh, people always talk about. Oh, that person has a really good metabolism, um, so they can eat whatever they want and they never gain weight. That kind of stuff. But it's typically based around. Uh, it's called NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's all the calories you burn throughout the day that are not to do with your exercise you do. So that's just you're moving and walking, right? So if you sit at a desk all day long and you move like 2,000 steps throughout the day, your metabolism is just going to be low, like you're not burning energy. Where if I'm coaching all day long and I take a walk and then I take the dog out for a walk at night and I, you know, I average between 17,000 and 20,000 steps throughout every day. My metabolism, my metabolism is just super high. It's just constantly burning. And that's, that's a lot because I, I was seeing mine at 15,000 on the days when I was at, you know, Disney and stuff yeah. like that walking around, which is, you're not purposely walking, but you're constantly you're moving, moving. Right. Yeah. And that's about 15,000. So to do 17 to 20 a day, you're, you know, but, but now I've, one of the things that I've, tried to do and I got to buy another pair of AirPods or a couple more to leave them everywhere because then every time I need to take a phone call or something I can pop Ooh. those in and yeah. just go for a walk and just kind of like I'm yeah I have them always just at the front AirPods door now because yeah. I'm going out yeah so They're I just like, swipe the AirPods and I, but I need the them here like I'm on, on the move. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna have some in my car yeah. Or, and then one at home one here that's that's like the latest thing oh, I'm gonna at, do. you know they're like four hundred dollars a set eh it's okay. Four no, I'm going to get the generation one. They're like 90. Oh, now. okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Say, what do you th oh my gosh. How many thousands of spent? <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> the man? AirPods around the office. Oh, Come visit the rockstar office. Pick up your, your I'll probably, not AirPods. even those. I'll get the no name brand off Amazon for yeah, 29 yeah, bucks. Yeah. yeah. You plug in. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's the deal with the cold plunge thing that oh, you have in your office? Right yeah. Now? So I bought a, uh, so I started off with like buying, uh, one of those troughs that cows like eat out of and we yeah you started it. off with a tin can yeah tin can yeah we'd fill it up with water and put as much ice in it as possible and then we would we started doing cold plunges uh, i listened to a couple podcasts it was interested uh dr huberman talks about it um, and he's like super smart scientist um and i enjoyed it it was like mental clarity it, there was something about it that like really made me feel good and it only took like three to five minutes so it didn't really take any of my time besides picking up the ice so i decided that you know yeah, i was gonna say picking up the time you got to get the ice yeah. you got to fill the thing so you got to drain the thing this looks like no he me, had like co-op students yeah, the co -op students oh, okay. look at him hey, like, this is a massive pain in the ass yeah, yeah, to do yeah. this go buy the ice um, and then I was spending like $20 in ice. So I decided to buy one of the ones from the Canadian company, um, it, that has the tub and the machine hooked up to it that brings the water down and it filters the water. So it's not gross like the other one. So you can leave the water. <laughs> yeah. You can leave days. the water in it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it brings it down to three degrees Celsius and that's a whole different feeling. Cause we measured what it, uh, was with the ice and it was about 
10 to 12 degrees. So three degrees, it like it hits different. Um, and I had to build up to five minutes. Uh, but there's just so much uh, around that. And uh, I know like there's like the whole, uh, what's his name? Wim Hof breathing yep. techniques yeah, yeah. and he goes in the Arctic and all that kind of stuff. But um, a lot of it is just uh, breaking through mental barriers is if we're not talking about the physical side of the benefits, but teaching uh, yourself that it's okay to be uncomfortable, which I think in our society nowadays is so much more important than it used to be because people used to always be uncomfortable. Like you had to get up and you had to figure out how to eat, you know, like that's not a comfortable situation. So now I feel like everybody's always searching to be in the most comfortable spot financially, physically, you know what I mean? That we've become pretty soft. So this actually teaches you like, and Huberman talks about this, like breaking through mental barriers. So you get to like the two minute mark and you're like, I cannot do this anymore. It It's like hurting my hands. It's hurting my feet. And then he's like, that's when you tell yourself you're breaking through a mental barrier. You're going to go for another 30 seconds and you become that more resilient uh, mentally where you, you just helps you in other parts of your life where you're like, you know what? I can be uncomfortable and it's okay to be uncomfortable. And now I'm like actually growing as a human being again, right? Not just searching for the most comfortable way. I do, for me personally, like CrossFit every day is like that. So I don't really have that problem. Like I, I've built up to the three degrees at five minutes, like pretty quickly. Um, so the mental side of it, it's still there. Like it's not comfortable at all, but I'm used to being uncomfortable. Um, but <clears throat> from the physical side of it is like when you work out, you release dopamine, you feel really good about yourself. That's one of the reasons why we work out and it helps you with the, feeling good mentally and mental clarity. Um, you'll release three times more dopamine in a cold plunge than you will through a workout. So like, that's like an substantial amount different in how you feel. And that's why I always, I know people joke like, yeah, of course you feel good when you get out because you don't feel like you're going to, you know, drown in the Arctic anymore. But what's really happening is you're releasing all these, this dopamine and this feel good hormone. And you like, I'm like ready to like get out the day after that. I feel so much better. And that's why I know a lot of people, uh, like I see GSP, he does his cold plunge as soon as he gets up in the morning. It's like, you're starting your day with this hit of mm -hmm. like, let's go, you know? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think I remember some documentary on Tony Robbins. He had a cold plunge pool in his place in Florida. And we'd like jump. It was just like a little circle in the ground. Yeah. 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 He would just kind of jump right into yeah. it and pop out. Yeah. Uh, Ben Greenfield, I think too. He yeah. he talks about his, and he goes in his backyard because doesn't he? Where does he live in Colorado or something? I think. Yeah, I used to know, and I it, forget. It now. gets really cold. I'm, I just know because he's out in the forest someplace, and it actually gets really cold. He doesn't actually have to do much for the water to stay cold, and yeah. he goes outside. And if you've hung out with that guy at all, just the little bit that we have, he's, yeah. he's definitely. Oh my God, Nick, Nick took us to some mastermind thing in outside LA. It was just this little conference of all different kind of business owners, but everybody was into, and everyone was really healthy and pretty fit, I would have to say. Yeah. And Ben Greenfield led a morning yoga. Oh, okay. But it was like. No, it was the hardest thing I ever, yeah. I think it was one of the hardest <laughs> things I ever did. He all, At one point he said, all we're going to do now is get a sit down and get up. And we're going to do that, did he say 100 times or for five minutes? He's like, Just yeah, sit well, down and get up. Sit down and get up. Why can't you do this? It's a normal human movement. Go. And, and I was up. already into the CrossFit stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of for bullshit people. Like, yeah, yeah. What, like what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. After, after I don't know, a few minutes of sitting down and getting up, I was like, I'm completely exhausted. Yeah. Like, I, I can't do this. And he's just popping up, sitting yeah. down, popping up, sitting down. I'm like, what the hell is this? I, th that kind of stuff is cool to me because 
uh, what you said, like going into it mentally, you're like, this is a joke. Yeah, no problem. And then, you know, you start to realize like, shoot. We always do that <laughs> with your programming at Radix. Uh, Mike's notorious. So Mike DeZormo's not here to defend himself on this comment, but he's always the person to to look at whatever you've, you've um, programmed. And I'll say, this doesn't really look like, is this really going to be that hard? Like, And I'm like, Mike, we've been coming here for years. It's always hard. Yeah. It's It's actually a disaster. But some of your workouts are like, program for nine minutes or yesterday's was a good example all we did was three um oh, wall, wall walks yeah and then we did wall 30 wall balls and then we did 12 calories on the ski erg yeah and we we're okay and it was just three rounds of that yeah so you're just kind of looking at it, you're like well this is kind of like I guess we'll just smash this out. No problem. Yeah. Halfway through, I could. I was throwing the wall ball up. You and I, I usually have no problems with wall balls. I can kind of hit the target. Uh, and I was throwing it. And I, was, I wasn't I was missing the target. No. I'm like, my shoulders. And this is like, I'm maybe four minutes into a workout. And my yeah. shoulders are just gone. Yeah. yeah. So it's just so deceiving. And it's what I appreciate about those workouts. Oh, I know. I like, well, uh, Nick and I had talked about that workout before I did it. And he's like, yeah, this is going to hurt. And I knew it was going to hurt. It's like the combination of the three things just combine on your shoulders. And I was into the third round and well, like, cause um, you guys did double unders. As yeah. The last I'm time. really good with wall balls and double unders and I was hurting. Like I don't typically drop the wall ball and I won't like mess up double unders too often. And I was doing both of those. So uh, we'll get into Radix and you know, if everyone's coming back now at this point and stuff too, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious, why are you programming things like that? Cause you're trying to hit the shoulders specifically really, yeah, really we'll, hard. We want, we'll, we want to build endurance in uh, overhead position and using the shoulders constantly. So like, if we get to the open this year and we're competing and it's something super shoulder, then we're comfortable. Again, it's all comes down to being comfortable mm-hmm. when it's a very uncomfortable situation. So the next time I do some, a workout like that, I know exactly how I'm going to feel and I'm going to be okay that I'm going to have to feel like that. And I have to go to that spot. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that. Cause I feel like that's something I've learned from going erratics and these kinds of workouts that like, you know, we're halfway through if you're like totally freaking out mentally, after having done it 10 times, you're like, okay, I'm freaking out, but I'm totally fine. Yeah. Whereas I think when I first started, I was freaking out and then I was thinking I might die. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you can kind of push through and how hard to push yourself. You start to realize like, no, I, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. It's just, just that it's not comfortable. Yeah. My, either like my lungs are burning or a certain muscle groups burning really bad. Yeah. And I think I know that we don't have to get into this, but I think I know that because twice at your gym, I pushed myself right to the max. That, so I was like, I kind of know what that feeling is. Like yeah. I know yeah. if I can't see two feet in front of me anymore, yeah. we should include the picture of, of Tom after one of those workouts yeah. as in the show notes. So yeah. <laughs> no, one t- the one time was that was Fran and yeah. I had to do some pull-ups at the end and it was Dan and Ruben both yelling at me, do it for the kids, yeah. do it for your kids. And I couldn't even see the pull-up bar anymore and yeah. i just jumped in the air trying to grab the pull-up bar yeah. and pull myself up and i now know if i'm if i'm at that state yeah. probably i'm maxing out well you i also i was at home one day and i got a message for the other one did with rope climbs oh, i know that was glenn this. i think that was glenn. Is that called glenn and i got a message from dan saying i don't know if your brother's gonna make it yeah. or he's like i think he might like i think he's gonna hurt himself or you something know, you know? I was like, what's what's happening? Happening? the best part of the end of that workout first of all mike does it no problem he mike? actually took a washroom break in the middle of it finished before me i don't even know if he sweat mike 
Mike flew through that workout. Yeah, and then Nick gave me a tip afterwards. My arms were so spent on the rope climbs when we had to run the mile afterwards. My arms wouldn't move. They were just flat. And he's like, why didn't you swing your arms and grab your shirt? (laughs) And I thought that was so smart. I'm like, that would have really helped me. Instead, I was running with my straight arms on the side. I have to do that. So do you ever do that? I just, I hook my my arms to the front of my shirt and then run a little bit. It's the same way uh, that I run when I have the weighted vest. Yeah. I just rest. You got to rest. But at the end of that workout, Tyler who is the most upbeat, nicest human being on the planet and one of the trainers at Radix, he just happened to come into the gym right as I finished the 100 burpees at the end, and I was devastated. And he came, you know, when he comes up to you like, hey, how's it going? And I couldn't even speak. And I I never see him get a little bit of a look of slight concern on his face because he's always just so cheerful. Like Like, he's just like a joyful guy. And he walked away. And then I think two weeks later, he's like, dude, I didn't know. I I didn't know what was wrong with you. I thought you were going to die. I just walked away. It was the, for me, it was the fifth rope climb. One of the rope climbs, I'm like, he is in trouble. Yeah. He might be falling off. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. that's when I was like, I started to count you down between to make sure you were resting. I just enough. went too fast on the rope. Yeah. I was too confident because you had trained us, and I th- I was like, I'm I can do this. I can just do ten rope climbs back to back, no yeah, problem. No, no problem. And I did them faster than I had ever done in the training, yeah. which was a, just a big mistake. Yep. It's a nasty fall too. What is it? What are you up? Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. So if yeah. you're at the top, when you get a couple times, a couple, I slid down pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's so. a couple times I've been up and I've been like, oh man, this is getting a little bit sketchy. I better make sure I finish this one. Because <laughs> when your forearms give out, they yeah, just yeah. give out. Yeah, yeah. You gotta. You just have to become so efficient with that style of rope climb with using your legs and like hooking in with your yeah. legs. Yeah, that's another thing. I think Mike was looking at me one time we were doing rope climbs. He's like, dude, you're not using your legs anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I can't. I'm exhausted. I can't lift my legs. I think that's just core strength. I couldn't get my legs. What you're supposed to do is hang arms straight and then bring your knees up. And I can do that for the first one. Yeah. But once that. So everything's hard. Once you get tired, form (laughs) goes. Yeah, for sure. So so, just holding on for dear life. So is Radix full? Is the gym fully back now? Like now we're post COVID. Post-COVID. You, you survived COVID. I was thinking about that this uh, just the other day. Gyms were closed at the beginning of this year still, weren't yeah, they? Weren't yeah. they had to close down again? I, I feel Yeah, we did. I feel like... <laughs> it, it, like it wasn't that long ago that yeah. they, had to, they were forced to close still. Like yeah. it, it seems outrageous oh. now, looking back. Oh, for sure. It was outrageous from the beginning. Oh, yeah. But okay. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different... Yeah, looking yeah. back yeah. now, how yeah, outrageous was. was absolutely... Well, just because like the whole narrative around it is like, well, gyms were... Um, they weren't whatever you want to call it. What, what were they calling us? Uh, Super spreader locations? No, yeah, but like we weren't necessary. Oh, non-essential. Yeah, not essential. Oh, non-essential. The fact that we weren't essential, but McDonald's was essential. Mm-hmm. Like it was fine to get McDonald's. Like it's just our system so backwards. Oh, LCB, LCBO too. So oh, you, could go, you could go get hammered and eat McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. But go to work out was, 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 was probably not. that recent you. testimony in the EU where some Pfizer executive, she she was asked if the one of the vaccines was ever tested to stop transmission. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she said no. Yeah, she admitted under and oath. So, yeah, yeah and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So everyone who was told you're taking this to save the elderly person in your family so yeah. you, that you don't, tra- you know, it's yeah. the, the transmission stops at you or whatever the language was. Yes. And now it comes out that they never even tested for that. And the, but we don't, we don't even yeah, have to. We don't we have don't, to we, go there. Let's stick with the gym. <laughs> yeah. Let's stick with the gym. So, so the now we've been open, uh, fully open and running... Uh, all our classes. So what? So you all the all the CrossFit classes are back. Yep. But you're also doing. We have a sports conditioning program um, now as well. So we opened the like at a certain point. I had closed down a part of the gym and was renting it out for storage to my brother. 
uh, we took that back. We put in strength equipment, and then we opened a, a strength and conditioning program for sports. So that's running, and it's doing like really so well. So this is where teams will go there? Yeah. It, right now, it's like close to 50 football players that we train out of there. Um, yeah, it's a cool vibe. It's all it's all young guys going young, in there. Yeah, young yeah. guys getting strong. When I go, what, I what? never see them. So that's morning or night or something. Uh, so yeah, you're in the middle of the day. Yeah. You're, you're you come at uh, football practice time when they're okay. At school. Got yeah. it. Got so it. there's a morning and a two evening classes for them. Um, and then how, it, how, it many, was, how big? So someone asked me the other day that uh, one of the guys I played hockey with who had a CrossFit gym. Unfortunately, over COVID, he had to close it down and sell his equipment. Yeah. And he was asking where I went. Then he was asking the size. I have no idea. What, what is the size of your? Place? Uh, five thousand square. Yeah, it's a nice. Yeah, size. Yeah. yeah, it's a good size. Uh, I, you know what? Speaking of all this nutrition stuff, I actually had a last minute. I, I, Dr. Cowan's uh, office made a change to my last minute appointment unannounced and they just kind of let me go know. Go check your blood. So go I got to go. Yeah, I got to yeah. go look, get those Come back and results. tell us the results. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So that's happening in the gym now. Yeah, that's, that's happening, which is a cool uh, vibe. You know, young kids lifting heavy, lots of energy, too much testosterone, all that good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that's happening. Um, yeah, we're we're just running full force. Like I'm there full time again, which is like the best feeling ever because like I was working landscaping for two years, uh, and trying to keep the gym running all at the same time. And um, you know, we're lucky that we survive because like two other CrossFit gyms in Oakville have closed down over the last like uh, six months, um, which is you know horrible yeah, that to sucks. think about, right? Yeah. Like these people. People who start CrossFit gyms are, first of all, not trying to do it to make money. They're genuinely, they genuinely care about making a difference in people's lives. So the fact that they can't make it, you know, because of what happened, um, it, it really sucks. So we're, you know, we, we made it work and now I'm back full time and, uh, full-time hours and we're actually growing too Yeah, because i feel like so you're doing awesome. other stuff. Like I know you do personal training too, or multiple people training. do it, yep. but, uh, and it's all different kinds of people because I think you have some boxers still coming through. Like, is John Michaels? Still yeah. So I train uh, four pro boxers now, um, which started out with John Michael um, was the first, and then um, kind of spread was really. It? Where quickly. was his last? No, he fought uh, two he, or three times this year. No. Yeah, he fought three times this year. He won all three fights. Uh, we were out in Nova. So Scotia. now he's three and zero or four and zero. Uh, he's three and zero. Three and zero. Three KOs. Um, and, uh, yeah, last one was like in devastating fashion, which from a, a good opponent, his opponent was ranked top 10 in, uh, his weight class. Uh, his opponent was undefeated and his, for some reason, um, tried to really intimidate, uh, jam before the fight. So in the weigh-ins, he like pushed him, got in his face, was talking all kinds of crap. Um, John Michael's a nice dude. So he just smiled. Mm -hmm. He said, just wait. Like, I got nothing to His day job is like HVAC. Yeah. He so does you'll HVAC. see him pull up to your house somewhere in Halton or yeah. Peel or something. He'll be installing yeah. your furnace, but this guy's like a deadly weapon. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that was like a knockout in the first, like, I don't know, 60 to 90 seconds of that fight. That guy got destroyed. Um, so How now good of a feeling? Just, I, I guess he was just kind of pumped. So now, oh, you know, you like the adrenaline is insane. So what's the road for him? He's three and zero, and he's going to try in Canada to keep having pro fights. Does yeah, he eventually so, try to get into the states. Yeah. Is that how that works? So right now he's on a five fight um, deal with Three Lines Promotions, which is a Canadian promotional company. Um, so he has his last fight of the year, uh, December third in Nova Scotia, and then he'll fight one time more early. Uh, 2023 
And then he'll either re-sign a deal with them or look to uh, go to a bigger promotion. Because then if everything goes well, and let's just assume he goes 5-0, and mm-hmm. then other other promotions will say, okay, this guy's kind of proven himself at these other levels. Now we'll sign him and bring him over yeah. here. That's so how that goes. There's something called box rec, which uh, ra- ranks boxers in their weight class all, ar- all over the world. So, like, with his last fight, because of how good his opponent was and then he won by KO, he went up, like, 500 spots on that list. So, once you become ranked, like, once he becomes ranked, like, a top 10 super middleweight, then he's got way more, like, chips to bargain with. Mm -hmm. And then he can sign bigger deals. And that goes from making, like, five figures to six figures to seven figures a fight, depending on how deep How do you train a boxer? Is it just, like, is that, that's a mix of cardio and power so like, so not just strength yeah um oh well are you ready or for just it? yeah just, yeah <laughs> high level it. yeah so um you have to periodize training which means you have to go through cycles of training based on when he's gonna fight so if we're like say we're three months out from a fight then i'll focus on his strength at that time uh he has more time to recover we can go heavier i can build his base level of strength up from there, we can take that strength and we go into a power cycle and I turn it into more power. We do more power plyometric exercises um, and like basically teaching his body to use the strength he's built to turn into power. So so power, if I was to kind of define it or, or describe it, would be taking the, the baseline strength that your body has and turning it into explosive, explosive motion. speed. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, strength, you build the base, then you train explosiveness, power. And we turn that strength into power. And then once we're six weeks out and six up to eight weeks maximum, we go into what we call fight camp and that's where we get him ready. We turn that strength power and we maintain as much as we can of it, but then we turn it into power endurance and make sure that he can, depending on how many rounds he's fighting, he can go hard three minutes on, one minute off, four, six, eight. And then if it's a, if you're fighting for a belt, it's 12 rounds. Um, throughout that time, I'm constant. he's constantly working on his like aerobic capacity, his ability for his heart to uh, be able to keep him moving and recover between bouts of, you know, explosive power, that kind of stuff. So we're always kind of working on that. But that, that's not like necessarily hard work. It's just long, more endurance work. Mm-hmm. That's where you hear about um, road work for boxers and they go for long runs at certain heart rates. So he's always kind of working okay. on that. So uh, long runs too, because I see him do the explosive stuff, like you have him do assault bikes and then box jumps and like skipping yeah, and that exactly. kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so it's a mix of long and the short bursts. Exactly. We have to be able to be good in those those three minutes on, one minute off, because uh, that's specific to what he's doing. But you have to think that over a 12-round fight, he's actually fighting for 24 minutes. That's a long time. So his heart has to be very efficient at being able to recover between those rounds uh, give him energy and oxygen, so processing to, oxygen yeah. into the bloodstream. Exactly. So especially going into the, what they call the championship rounds, like around 11 and 12, the person with the better capacity aerobically is going to have more energy, more output in those, those later rounds. So I, I'm always making sure he's working on that because it's something that's super important. But then we, depending on how far he, out he is from a fight we're working on specific things we're trying to get him to be stronger um, for his weight class and uh, so then uh, it's funny because when you were training him and, and I didn't know him too well now I know him a bit better yeah um, no one else was in the gym at that kind of day and at, at that time of day and I think Mike and I and Jonathan were there and 
I just looked at him and I'm like, Hey dude, like if you want to work out with us to kind of try to see if you can keep up with us because we can set the tempo for you and we might be good training partners for you. Totally joking, but I was doing it straight face yeah. and he's just looking at me and, and I think he wanted to swing it. Like I, I, I think he was like, kind of wanted to swing at me. And I was like, Hey, oh, man. He's I'm, like, just, he's I'm the, just joking. He's man. the nicest dude ever, but his, you can see there's a switch level of competitiveness. Yeah. Yeah. You could see. Cause like two camps ago, I did all the conditioning workouts with him to, to like push the pace and he like every workout it was like a battle between the two of us yeah could see like if i went around he's looking at me like just wait till the next what's round. the ideal tr- so for a boxer i get mm-hmm. it build up strength if you're far enough away from the fight then yeah. build up the power yeah. and then build up cardio short burst long all of that okay yeah. i get it mm-hmm. if someone is middle-aged uh, you know canadian woman man they want to come to you and they just say hey i want my overall fitness to be better mm-hmm. i'm sure the typical things you hear are like i want to lose weight and you know whatever i want to be a bit more fit yeah. what's the typical programming for that is it just a constant state of all three things in simultaneous action so a bit of strength and a bit of cardio and a bit of explosive motions yeah it it depends on um their training age or how if they've been training at all versus uh, coming into it brand new versus like, oh, I've been, you know, lifting um, fairly regularly for the last five mm, yeah, years, so right? Unique. Because at first everything is a, like, everything can be adapted together. You'll gain some strength, you'll gain some conditioning, um, you know, your endurance will go up, all those things, like your body's just adapting because it's never done any of those things before. It's trying to survive. Um, from there, like the longer you've been training, the more you kind of have to play with the variables to get a certain, mm-hmm. you know, get a little bit further. So if you take me, who's been training for like decades, over a decade now, you know, um, and no, like decades. Yeah. You're old. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. I was going to correct you there, but I, I was actually going to let you have it. Cause yeah. I'm like, that's very interesting it, that he said decades it, and, and then, then he said decade. decade. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, he still wants to pretend 20, he's super young. You yeah, go for it. It's 20 years, man. So who's been training that long. Then I have to be very more specific about what I'm trying to actually accomplish. Right. Yeah. Cause like for me to add, you know, another five pounds on my snatch is going to take me like eight to 12 months worth of work. And just focused on that. Whereas the is beginner, the beginner is going to go from zero yeah. to a hundred pounds, maybe overnight. Yeah. And on top of that, they can gain, um, you know, better cardiovascular fitness, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, for somebody who's coming in, I want them, you know, I want them to be stronger. I want them to be, um, their cardiovascular health to be better. So like we can work on all those things by mm-hmm. just having a properly structured program where you push, pull, you do body weight exercises and we get conditioning in and you're like, you adapt quickly. And where do most people give up both from a time point of view at what mark is it three months, four months Do people just say, I'm not showing up anymore. And where do people give up on the physical aspect? Is it cardio or strength? So, so like, do people yeah. give up more on one type of workout, cardio or strength? And then time-wise, where do people tend to give up? Yeah. I think, um, most people who are serious about making some kind of change, um, if they don't, buy into the lifestyle and the community that we have, then it's like a three to four months. Um, if they get involved, they'll disappear after three yeah, or four months. Yeah. If they get involved and become friends with other people in the gym, make it a competitive thing for themselves. That's why the classes are so good. No. Oh yeah. That, and that's kind of why, you know how much CrossFit is shit on, but the All reason the time, that, yeah. w- that, that I am a huge supporter of it is that without the classes, yeah. I wouldn't have gone. No. I liked joking. To me, the trash talk and the little talk between the motions and the complaining and the bitching about stuff. For sure. That's 
that keeps me coming it's back. Part, it's part of the fun. Whereas if I was to work out by myself on that goddamn tricep machine that Ruben showed me or whatever, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the gym ever. Well, yeah, and then it comes down to like what motivates you too, right? Like, I don't know. How long can you be motivated by looking at yourself in the mirror? Eventually, mm-hmm. you're just like, some people very. Long. Yeah, I guess long for me. No, Your gym doesn't have a single mirror. Not I don't a think mirror. there's a single mirror. No, like, have you ever tried to snatch looking in a mirror? It's like horrible thing to do. Yeah. You're like, you can't focus at all. I'm sure like however bad my mobility is when I do those kinds of motions, which yeah. is bad. Like, yeah. you know how bad it is. <laughs> it's actually, I should correct that compared to what I was years yeah, ago. Like I'm, you, I'm better. You squat below parallel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do these things and I'm, yeah. I'm proud of them for sure. So I'm just half joking when yeah. I say this and I'm very thankful for everything you've been able to get me to do for sure. Yeah. And I feel good about it, but, but I'm sure if I looked in a mirror, yeah. how you envision yourself, because I think yeah. one time, uh, I think you took a video of me squatting yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm going like my ass is like, I'm probably, my ass so is low. probably touching the Round. I'm yeah. going so low, and then yeah. I, you showed me the video, and and you're like, yeah, you're you're below parallel, but I could tell it was like I was just, just below, below, below yeah. parallel, right? Yeah. So uh, I I like videos for uh, like rewatching my form, but I also like videos because sometimes in my head I'm like, oh man, that was super heavy. Like, should I go up? Yeah. And I'll look at the video. I'm like, oh, I moved that a lot faster than I thought I did while I was doing it. I should definitely go up. That's where you, I, I noticed mm-hmm. when you got us doing cleans that gave me a lot of confidence on the videos. Cause I thought, oh man, this is pretty heavy for me. But you had taken us through like this beautiful 12 week training cycle. I think for us to lift pretty heavy cleans yeah, yeah. and someone took a video of me and I'm like, oh my gosh, the bar is way higher than, you than I thought it was. Yeah. I can lift way more here. Yeah. And that's the time. And I'll, I've told you this before that you got me to do 250 pound clean. Yeah, yeah. And to this day, it's one of my proudest moments yeah. because to me, I felt like, okay, that was an achievement. 250 pounds off the ground to my shoulders. Dude, I felt like that was like a huge really deal. Good. Yeah. And uh, Charles Waugh did it that same day. We were both, we both still talk about that particular day, but that was your 12 week training. You know, that's where I feel like you are really, really good with people is that if someone has a goal, you seem to be able to put programming together that will kind of easily get them there. Yeah, for sure. But I wanted to circle back on that point of where do people give up on the strength? So three or four months if they don't buy into the community, but what about cardio and strength? Do people always avoid one? Typically will tend to lean towards the strength and away from the cardio unless they come from some type of weird not weird sorry but like marathon background or something where they're really good at and they're used to moving for long periods of time then those te- those type of people will uh, kind of tend to move away from the strength and want to do the cardio stuff basically what i'm saying is people tend to move towards what their strengths are yeah because it. it's hard to do the stuff you're not good at and that's what i love about crossfit and that's why that's why i love about where i'm at right now is that um, I'm I'm better with the strength stuff and I've spent a lot of time in that zone and it feels good when you're like out squatting everybody or, and people are like, oh, you're so strong. That feels great. What doesn't feel so good is when you like lose a Metcon to somebody uh, and you're like, well, how did I lose that? You know, or um, I'm not good at doing a ton of handstand pushups and I got to do a ton of them in this workout. And it's like an ego check where it's like, I'm not that good and I need to work on it. I think having that kind of full balance of um, being able to do all those things means so much more to me as I get older. So I'm like just trying to find that like where I can be the best all around I can be. And then that takes away from the, for me, the kind of the ego lifting. And I'm working with like a, like a bunch of like teenage to uh, early 20 year old 
uh, CrossFitters oh, okay. right now who are like want to compete and you know and I can see how the ego lifting gets the best of them sometimes right where I like program something and the one rep max they can't them, like yeah. help themselves but go heavier or do something you know and I'm like just take it from my experience. This is not worth it in the long run. Like we will get there and we'll test those things. But to like, just because everybody's watching doesn't mean you need to, you know, go up 20 pounds and lift it for a single. Like we know you can do that. So why are you trying to, who are you trying to prove it? Yeah. To? One time you had programmed the way you had programmed, I think squats, um, for whatever reason, I, I might've missed one of the cycles where we went for like a one rep max or something like that. But the way you had done the programming is that you were getting stronger by just never doing a one rep max. Like you never oh, yeah, did you the know. one rep max. Then I finally did a one rep max again. And for me, that was 315. Yeah. And I hit 315. I think I could have gone, I felt like I could have gone heavier. Yeah. And I hadn't done that in like, I don't know, a year. Yeah, because there's a big difference. When you lift uh, for one rep maxes and singles, there's actually not a training adaptation that's happening. Um, you're just, it's like a test, but your body is not adapting for heavier weights it's just able to lift that one weight at that one time when you do something like a three by three you're putting enough stress and overload on the body where it has to create an adaptation to get stronger so doing that consistently is what's building you stronger the one rep is just a test and again it's like it's a little bit ego, of an, an ego, ego thing, thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and nowadays with social media it's a social media post to be like hey look what i did mm. which is why you know like social media is here to stay obviously but um, if you judge yourself based on everybody else's social media, good luck. Mm -hmm. It's a highlight reel of people's, you know, once in a lifetimes, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, staying, teaching these kids to like just kind of focus in on what they should be focusing on and not worrying about all that fluff of whatever's happening on social media or worrying about what somebody else is doing or, you know, uh, goes a it just, I feel like I'm teaching them life lessons all at the same time. You know, I Remember? saw a video, this, uh, uh, there was a track meet and, uh, this guy, there's like three guys running to finish this like relay race. And this guy like runs past the, the there's a guy in the lead and the, this guy in second place runs past the first place guy. And he kind of taunts him on the, as he passes him and he's like, puts his hands up in the air and there's two lines and he thinks the first line is the finish line. So he stops at the first line and he's like, puts his hand up and the other guy runs by him and the actual finish line is the second line. And this guy ends up losing because literally he's focusing on what somebody else is doing and beating that guy and not running the race as fast as he possibly can. And so I sent it to all those kids. I'm like, don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. What, um, what is the um, biggest diet change you can give advice for somebody? Uh, the, the, the average person who works out a little bit, done, has done some stuff, shows up to you. What's the most common thing you can say? Hey, just change this mm -hmm. and you're going to get a substantial amount of different results. Yeah, it's super easy. Eat more protein. Nobody in so I again I worked with the sports nutritionist since I was like seventeen. Um, I I've tracked my macros forever, and when I don't track my macros, and I just you know it's good mentally to be off of it and just kind of eat by feel uh, for, for periods of time. Uh, and then as soon as I go back to tracking and I track how much protein I eat, it's always a thing that's way lower than it should be. So if you've never tracked and you're just kind of eating. You, I guarantee you 99% of you are not eating enough protein. So eat one gram per day of body. So like of lean body weight. Okay. So if like it, it's a, 
say you're 200 pounds. Yeah. Okay? But you know that like when you're fit, you're 185. Okay. So 185 uh, pound person should eat 185 grams of protein per day, split up into four or five. What, what, how much, how many grams of protein are in a chicken? Uh, yeah. So if you have like six ounces of chicken, then you're getting like 30 to 35 grams of protein. Oh, so it's a lot of protein. Yeah. It's, that's what I mean. But what protein does is it's not, it's also like, it's helping you rebuild the muscle you've uh, torn up in a workout session. Um, but it also keeps you satisfied longer. So you'll eat less carbs, less fat because you're, you especially know, if you eat a fatty full. kind of meat, like a ribeye instead oh, of just yeah. the leanest cuts for sure. And then, uh, on top of that, fa- uh, sorry, uh, protein is like out of the three macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbs, it's the least likely to be stored as fat. And you, so it also takes your body more energy to digest protein. So you're eating more of something that's not going to be stored as fat. That's going to help your body a workout by eating steak. Yes, exactly. And then on, so because you're having to spend more energy, you're burning more calories just to eat the food, right? So you're less likely, you'll probably eat less calories than you're used to because you'll be fuller longer. And then you're giving your body what it needs to repair the muscle that's torn up, help you build more muscle, which again will increase your metabolism, you know? So like, that's the biggest thing that would make the biggest change. Every single person who sends me a food log doesn't eat enough protein. And I, I find when I do eat a lot of protein, some people who don't know me will say, hey, Tom, you're eating too much meat. Because yeah. I feel like there's this narrative that is like, hey, you should eat more salad and less meat. But my my kind of retort to that always is like, how much meat are you? Are you eating any meat? Like, are you eating any meat or eggs at all no. during the, the day? And usually it's like, oh, well, once a week, I'll have <laughs> a bit of red meat. I'm like, oh, once a week? Yeah. I'm trying to get this twice a day. No. Never mind what. I remember when you go to a good breakfast place, old school breakfast place, the best thing on the menu is steak and eggs. Steak and eggs, yeah. Like it's been there forever. Oh, I know. Steak and eggs. Yeah. But now, I, and I think we finally are swinging back a little bit. But I feel like for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, it's been steak and eggs has been looked down upon as yeah. to like the and whole they, grain cereal. And yeah. we were, you know. And your, your cholesterol and all that nonsense it's nonsense is what it is like that's you're gonna feel your best when you're eating Mm. enough of what you need and then even like so me i'm eating red meat like a lot and i eat a lot of protein and then i got my blood work done and my iron levels were still low because of how much output so it's so interesting you say this dr cowan was taking my blood work and he's like wow tom your ferritin levels which are tied to iron and stuff are really high i want you to give i don't know if this is a dna thing because he's like you have some DNA from the ba- the Balkans in Europe there, and I, you know, I guess he had noticed that people from that area just might actually have that type of blood work. Yep. But he said, "I want you to give blood a few times um, to see if we can kind of change this up." To get it um, to level out better. Yeah, and uh, so I gave blood. I think it was like four times over a year or whatever, and they came right down. Mm. And then he said, "Okay, let's kind of just monitor it." So another six months go by. I'm eating all kinds of meat, ribeyes, everything. I just all the steaks that I love all the time. Yeah. And he t- tested again. He's like, "You're good to go. Hasn't moved." Awesome. Um, so he said, "I think he said something along the lines of, I should bring him on. I should bring you guys actually on together.'" Yeah, it would be but, cool. Um, he said, um, "Yeah, like just modern. The you know the modern man doesn't bleed enough. Yeah. So that you're just not releasing this from your body. He goes, your body just has no." You know, in the modern day world, you're just not cutting yourself. There's no blood pouring out yeah. of your body. You're not, you're not fighting with swords. You're not fighting. Yeah, you're not fighting. You're not atta- You're not storming a castle. Yeah. You're not cutting yourself up, dodging arrows yeah. and stuff. 
So uh, you just need uh, you need to do that every once in a while. And for him, um, I think he was really happy with that. So and I was yeah. happy too because I'm like, okay, great, I can eat all the meat I want. Yeah, no, and that well, like I got my blood work done with him as well. And you know, it's not too often a doctor will sit there and be like, I need you to eat way more red meat. And I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah, and that's what he said to me too. He's like, okay, now don't give blood. He goes, you're at the level now. Don't actually give blood. Your iron levels, we don't want them to go lower. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, after like, eating a lot of red meat. meat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see how that goes. Okay, so the biggest tip you would say is most people don't eat enough protein. Not nearly enough. Can they get protein through protein shakes or is that shitty yep. protein? No, you just have to source it properly. So, like, my the... If you have a milk allergy, then you're going to want to stay away from whey. But you've used a beef protein substitute. Which I love from you. I forget which ones yeah. you like, but I love them. Yeah. So you can do uh, that. If you're not, then I use a, a grass-fed whey uh, protein that um, uses stevia as its uh, sweetener. No artificial anything. And I actually, when I'm in hard training, I take two of those shakes a day so that I can, you know, 235 grams of protein every day every day is it's it's work right well it's more work for my wife but mm. uh the two shakes but rachel i feel like rachel loves <laughs> oh the she whole, cooks all the time yeah, right yeah, so yeah. like she brings me lunch and she makes dinner yeah every day um but uh yeah i, I do two shakes a day i just make sure that the protein source on a um, shake that i'm using is super clean uh and that way like i digest it well and it feels good for yeah, me got yeah. it okay so that's the biggest and then that's the most the biggest and most obvious one is there another one that just comes to mind because for me what where you really helped me a lot was with your diet plan when you said tom eat some oatmeal um because the level that we were training at or i was training with you at that time you needed some carbon for me i was hesitant i was like really like i don't really i think i remember thinking to myself there's no macronutrient content and carbs that I actually need. Yeah. But for, for a long Car time I was, I had a dry throat and I wasn't yeah. really doing well and that helped me. Yeah. So, um, you know, carbs have become the kind of the evil mm -hmm. macro over the years in different diet plans. You know, I, the first thing I would say is anybody trying to sell you something, um, and marketing something like that and making money off you, I would just kind of fact check it all you know what i mean now if you if there's like underlying health issues then I, I i can see reasons why you'd keep your carbohydrate levels at certain amounts but if you're training hard and you want to perform well and you want to have energy throughout the day then you need to eat good sources of carbohydrates and like just think of the name like carbohydrate it helps you hydrate your muscles I know. Like it helps you store it's water so to obvious. be able to use so right? what's a good source so um for me in the morning it's oats and fruit and then uh, throughout the day, rice, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes. Uh, I have fruit with every meal. Uh, okay, so we're not talking big amounts of bread and stuff like no, that. No, I'll have sourdough bread. Uh, okay. Sourdough is easier to digest. Do you guys so make I, that yourself or no, you, you can find it, it? Yeah, like okay. every every grocery store now, Farm Boy, Whole Foods, they'll have their own version of sourdough. Okay. Um, so I'll have a sandwich. You know, I like sandwiches. And sourdough, why? I used to know why sourdough. Uh, just like the ferment, fermentation process is easier on the stomach. It's like okay. having fermented uh, cabbages, um, sauerkraut, stuff yeah, like that. It. It's actually good on the gut. Okay. Uh, helps you digest things better. And yeah. so uh, having that instead of just like pure white flour. 
Got it. Be uh, just a healthier. But you for, should go to my dad's house right now. He has a big barrel of sauerkraut in the garage oh, yeah. where he puts a piece of wood with a brick on top. That's how he ma- he makes it in the garage. Amazing. He puts a two by four. No, uh, yeah, not a two by four. Sorry, a piece of plywood on top. Yeah. With then a big brick on top of that, and the stench. Yeah. That comes from that when my when my friends had to go in our garage to grab a hockey stick for road hockey, and if yeah. he was making that in there, yeah. that would chase them out of there. So so quickly but he is so proud of his sauerkraut yeah he was just actually complaining the other day the price i was trying to i was having a talk of inflation about him because he said it was costing him i think a dollar 10 or something i don't know if this was for each cabbage i don't know oh, what he was saying but now amazing. it was 225 yeah yeah so he's like everything's getting more expensive 225 for a cabbage <laughs> i'm like dad inflation remember i've been telling you about this talking yeah, to you about this yeah. he goes, everything's getting so expensive i'm like it's not getting more expensive the value of your dollar is going down dad <laughs> yeah, yeah so, exactly. so we had an argument about inflation over, over sauerkraut. sauerkraut but uh anyway yeah. so uh so more more good carb good carbs uh complex carbs like donuts, cookies, that's not a carb. That's uh, a baked good that has carbs, has fat in it. Um, okay. And typically if it's made in a store, then it's going to be man-made fat um, that is not good for you. Uh, and it's going to be just cheap flour or whatever and a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. So that, that's not a carbohydrate. That's, I think, where people get confused. Mm-hmm. When I say, when I tell people like, uh, just before the last competition I did a couple of weeks ago, I was up to 600 grams of carbs a day because of how hard I was training. Which what is were you training lot. for? Uh, I, I competed at the Can East Games. It's CrossFit competition. That was my first CrossFit competition in like seven years. Mm-hmm. How was which, that fun? Oh, dude, I had yeah. an absolute blast. Like, you know, I just, I had fun with it. Going into that day, I had a like, you know, I have three kids and, and I have twins who are like nine months old. So like, you know, all, all the crap is going to happen right before competition always does. So the night before the twins are up, I'm up at like 3 a.m. And I finally get back to sleep. I wake up again. I got a crazy headache. I get to the gym like, well, great. Here we go. But once it started going, oh, man, I forgot how much I love competing. And then just like, you know, Tyler was out in the crowd like screaming at And I would just like rip my shirt off and throw it to him. You know, like I had fun with it. And I was like, I really forgot how much I enjoy uh, this kind of just pushing myself to those limits. Now I got to the end of some of the workouts and I felt like death. And then I was like, I never want to do this again. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, okay, let's do the next workout. But it was just, you know, it was a fun experience and so many people from the gym were competing. And so I was coaching and where was it? It was at the Paramount fine food center. Like the old Hershey Hershey center. Mississauga. Mississauga. So right before then I was eating 600 grams of carbs a day. And when I tell people that they're like, thinking that I'm eating like all kinds of crap, but I was eating 600 grams of really good quality source carbs every day. And I felt amazing and I was super lean and I was performing at a high level. And, mm-hmm. uh, even your brain, your brain runs off of mm-hmm. carbohydrates is the easiest way for your brain to have energy. Right. So when we start to cut those down, um, to like really small amounts and we're trying to work out hard and we have a stressful life and we're trying to be at our job and think, you know, and, and work at a high level. You're just, you're cutting yourself so short. You know what? We should bring Dr. Cowan and you got you on together because there was a period where I just started working out and I cut carbs completely out of my diet. Oh, I would die. And uh, yeah, but for me, something interesting happened is that I went through about two weeks of massive brain fog where I honestly, it felt like I had a hangover yeah. every day. And I think my body, when I say carb, I mean like bread. It wasn't good bread. carb. It was, yeah. it was just like, I was eating Subway sandwich, foot long Subway oh, sandwiches, thinking I was eating healthy, yeah, and yeah. losing weight and that kind of stuff. So I cut out like all that stuff. 
And I think it was like the sugar that just, my brain just started like craving and fighting against me. But then after I went through that and then I stuck with it for months, I I feel like I didn't get hungry. I didn't have to snack as much. And I feel like my body was able to process fat and produce ketones in my body. And I started measuring it and I could see the ketones that were being circulating, I guess, in my bloodstream, but I was measuring my breath. We'll talk to him about that. However, however I was measuring that. And now I feel like I have two fuel sources Mm -hmm. that I could burn sugar or carb and I can get um, energy mental and physical from what you were saying, coconut oil and stuff because of the ketones and and things that are, that are produced that way. Um, and I feel like my body's a bit better. Like I'm, I'm more adapted to kind of handle things. So it was worth going through that struggle. Yeah. It, like it's almost like a, a purge of those kind of. Yeah. Ba- but again. It was it was really bad. There's a, and yeah, there's a difference between like a sugar carb and like a complex carb that has fiber. And because if we're just eating sugar, then you're going to get uh, insulin spikes and your blood sugar is going to go up and then it's going to crash. And you're going to feel like crap and you're not going to be able to think properly. So if we're going through these spikes and crashes all day, it's just so horrible on your body. But if you're eating complex carbohydrates from fruit, sweet potatoes, that, those type of carbs, they have fiber. Your body's uh, energy levels are sustained. They don't go up and down because the fiber helps slow down that process and get you the energy you need. So you're just kind of humming all day long having that energy you need to, you know, like we live these crazy lifestyles, right? Like this morning I got up at five 30, I go to the gym, I ride the bike for 20 minutes. I do, I did uh, three body scans, trained two pro boxers, immediately hopped into a workout, did uh, front squats, snatch pulls, then a Metcon of strict ring muscle ups and box jump overs. Nick, convinced me to do a Tabata hollow hold with him. Then I ran out, grabbed my protein shake, trained a client and then drove here. And now I go back to, and you know, so you're like, go, 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 drove here for 10 AM. Yeah. Yeah, That was all before 10 AM. That was all before 10 AM. And then the rest of my day is the same thing. Like I have, uh, you know, I have a business meeting. I got another pro boxer. I got to train. I got uh, another client I'm going to train. We're renovating the front area of the gym. So that's all, you know, so it's just, you know, and then I go home and I got a five-year-old son and twin uh, nine-month-olds. And then we're going to run around with the dog. And you know what I mean? You're you're fit and you're functioning properly, but you need the energy. You You need the right energy. You have to have the right amount. What's going on with Radix right now? Is there a, a... What's a competition coming up or a grand opening? Uh, so we have a, we're calling it the re grand opening. Uh, it's actually our seventh year anniversary. Awesome. So it's cool. We've, um, and we have this new program that we're kind of pushing. And then, uh, what's the new program? The sports conditioning program. Oh, I was cool. talking about. Yeah. Yep. So alpha training systems. And then we're going to have a in-house CrossFit competition, a deadlift competition, uh, the Rockstar Real Estate sponsored Echo Bike Comp, um, and then we have uh, oh we have our coffee bar opening up in the front. Oh no so way! You're opening a coffee bar. Yeah, so oh, that's shit. all getting renovated right now for that uh, happening. So that's kind of all going on. And then the week before that, I'm starting another eight week challenge. I have eight guys. I have two spots left. Um, so I'm getting ready for that. Getting these guys in the best shape of their life over the eight weeks. Um, November 19th, we have Mitchell Hooper coming to do a strongman seminar. Who's like a Canadian guy from Barry, who's been winning all these big, uh, strongman events around the world. Uh, he's going to teach us how to, to do all the strongman type lifting, which is mm-hmm. like a whole different style. And I've told you I'm in for that day. That's yeah. November 19th. 19th. Yeah. 
So we have him coming. Like this guy, deadlifts. I'm gonna give him some tips. I yeah, yeah. He deadlifts, Hopefully, like, he doesn't want to swing at me as well. Like JM, I gotta watch <laughs> he, myself in your place. Yeah, this guy. He, he he's got to weigh like 350. He's so like what can this guy deadlift? Six. He deadlifts 970. We just talked about not pounds. talking about like one rep max. Yeah. How much can he deadlift? Yeah, he deadlifts 975 pounds. Um, so has, a good thing to say to him would be, why can't you deadlift a thousand yet? Yeah. Is that like a really, <laughs> yeah. would that be like a, a very encouraging type of comment? That'd to make be a, a good way to start a friendship. <laughs> uh, he's got a couple of <laughs> world records too. Um, you know, the yoke carry. Yeah. So they do a thousand pound yoke carry and it was, he did at the UK classic and there's a video of him racing against another one of these strong men. And they both pick it up. Yeah, you sent me the video. Yeah. And Holy he shit. runs a thousand pounds, like runs it. The it's other like guy a, was barely taking a barely step. Barely moving, like step by step. And he ran it in like 10 seconds. It was like a world record. And then he just broke another world record for how long he could hold these stones for in his hand. And I forget so how who much is, is this guy coming on the scene out of nowhere? So he's, uh, well, these guys always look old, but he's actually pretty young. He's in his 20s. Um, so he's kind of, it's kind of like. You know, when there's like an OHL player who's been kind of doing his thing mm -hmm. in the minors Quietly, yeah. and then he, you know, he shows up in the NHL and he has one of those like 40 goal seasons or whatever it is. It's kind of him now. He's kind of stepped onto the big stage and he's winning events and he's setting world records um, and he's Canadian from Ontario. So I just reached out to his team and we got this. So he's coming in. I don't even know what, uh, what I'm, I just know I want to be there, but it's a yeah. one day, one day event. Uh, he's going to show us uh, strongman deadlift technique, uh, how to use the yoke, how to pick up the heavy Atlas stones and how to do a log press. Oh, so cool. So it's going to be super fun. Do you have a log press at your place? Uh, I, so I don't, but I told him. I'd so we're cutting one. down trees somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're getting one. So <laughs> okay. that's what I like about your gym. There's always like a new piece of oh, equipment yeah. somewhere like Dan, what the hell is that what thing is over in that thing? corner? Yeah. Like we had the axle bar because the last CrossFit comp had axle bars. So as soon as I saw the workout released, I'm like immediately I called like five different fitness stores until I found an axle. So I bar. tried it because you had programmed axle bar thrusters. Yeah, and that thing. I, so if you're listening to this, it's just it's like a barbell, but it's just thicker, super thick. Yeah. So when you grab it, like I couldn't believe how much harder it was on my forearms it, just yeah. to hold that bar. Yeah, yeah. It was completely different. Yeah. So it, it, it made the workout completely horrible. Yeah. So we've been playing around with that thing every week and we have a yoke now. So we've been playing around with the yoke. And but I guess the, 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 the thing that's mo most popular still is the class. I guess people who come to you will come for the classes that run yeah. in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. We have two morning classes, two evening classes. Yeah, cool. It's just getting, if you can get yourself involved in the community and, you know, you have a good group buy into, yeah, they're awesome people. Mm -hmm. man. And, and Tyler's like a one of a kind that he coaches pretty much. 75 80 percent of the classes now and you just you as far as trainer think, goes he's oh, the right yeah, you personality leave, you leave there you feel better about yourself no matter how you did mm -hmm. like he's you walk in the gym he screams your name and it's like not a one-time thing it's every, every time, time you walk yeah to the point where um i tell him like dude if I come in at 5.30 a.m. and yeah. you're here and you scream my name, I'm going to punch you in yeah, the face. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, it's it's. So, and then awesome you have the eight-week challenges going on now, but you also yeah. have them going on all the time as yeah. well, I feel. Um, so for all, anyone listening, I guess, which the URL... Yeah, can you hand out Instagram, URL? Yeah, so uh, Instagram, it's uh, Radix Gym, R-A-D-I-X Gym, at Radix Gym. Um, that's been growing quite a bit lately, which is really cool. Uh, I... 
if you follow the stories, I just, I post a lot of stuff that's happening in the gym, but also a lot of like informative stuff that people really like. So there's a couple uh, doctors that I follow who I really like and they, they post stuff about, you know, how much electrolytes you should get or sodium, magnesium and the reasons why. And I just, I keep those posts going all day long because I feel like I constantly want to teach people what they should be doing and I can reach more people that way because so many of the things that I take for granted and I just do, people have no clue. So the Instagram stories is a way I've been kind of just pushing like really good content that at Radix, push you to, at, yeah, at Radix, Radix gym. gym yeah. And you're also filming uh, people all the time. Cause I've, um, I guess I've been on one of your stories or something. Cause people will tell me, Hey, I saw what you were doing at the gym today. Yeah. And I'm like, how the hell did you see that? Yeah. I just know. And I didn't even know you were around You're I think you pop in, you take a little video and you yeah. pop out and I'm yeah. like, tag somebody, yeah. maybe not, yeah. but yeah, just, you know, highlight what people are doing that, you know, I post some of the stuff I do as well, but sometimes it can be like, well, yeah, you live in the gym. Of course, you should be able to do that stuff. So I post that just to let people know that I'm always working. I'm always working out. But then I like to post, you know, just what the regular gym people are doing all the time and the PRs they make and the, you know, people getting handstand walk for the first time or their first muscle up, like, you know, and, and I just, I think I've shared this before when you've been here, but I just want to thank you because I think what you've taught me is that I now know what it takes to keep myself in some state of fitness and feeling strong and feeling like I can do stuff. Whereas before, if I got off track with life cause life was busy mm-hmm. and I maybe wouldn't have known what my baseline is. Like I wouldn't have known like, okay, do a 12, you know, get back on track, start squatting every Monday, yeah. start doing some push presses, get some pull-ups going again. Let's get some running in. Let's get some assault bike in. Yeah. And I know even when I'm not at my best because maybe I've been on vacation too long or I've been pulled away from something, what you've taught me is very comforting because I know what it takes to get myself to that optimal place of fitness. Yeah. And before I didn't know. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest kind of gift you've given me. I, I, even if I'm not in my optimal state of fitness 100% of the year, which I've learned as much as I try to tell myself I want, I will be, I, life happens and I'm, and I'm not, yeah. but I now know how to always get back to it. And yeah. there's just a, it, 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 I don't know if it's confidence or comfort. I, I just really appreciate that that you've given me. So thank you for yeah. that knowledge about my diet and about my movement. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yourself. No. And I always comment on, cause Rachel really got me started down this journey yeah. as well. So both of you, I just really, really appreciate it. And the community that you've built at Radix for me is something, uh, pretty special. Like I like going in and like, you know, just kind of yelling at Tyler and yelling at yeah. different people. It's, 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 uh, it's cool. It's so. fun. It's like, yeah, it's not like show up at the gym and you don't know anybody. It's show up at the gym and yeah. you're with friends. Yeah. It's a community. It, like it really is. Yeah. So, um, so at Radix Gym on Instagram, and what was the URL again? Oh, um, we just changed it actually. It's just radixgym.com. Oh, radixgym.com. R A D I X Gym. Gym.com. Yeah, super yeah. simple. Cool. Anything else you wanted to share, Dan? Uh, no, we have well, we have a uh, promotional offer. You can do three sessions for twenty bucks. Okay, so, come into three classes to check it out. Is that what? Yeah. It is? Well, the first one will actually be with me. Um, we're gonna go over some stuff, and yeah, you get it would be the best 20 bucks you ever spend. So you can do a, uh, like a personal training type. Yeah. We'll go through like uh, 30 minutes of movement so I can see how you move and we call it the fit test. And um, that way I kind of know where you're at and what you're looking to do. And then we can get you moving in a couple classes and I can give the coaches an idea of, you know, what you need to work on. And 
Yeah, you, you'll be well on your way at that point. And they can reach out to you through the the website for that? Yeah, you can just um, click in there and send us an email. Awesome, man. Yeah. Dan, thank you. Appreciate awesome. this. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode with Dan. You can reach out to Radix or Dan via the website, which is radixgym.com, R-A-D-I-X gym.com. Or you can go to an Instagram handle and his Instagram handle is at Radix Gym. So at R-A-D-I-X Gym, G-Y-M. I'm not sure why I'm spelling out Jim. You know it's not J-I-M, like the name Jim. You know it's a Jim Jim. So the Instagram handle is at Radix Gym and you can find them there. And if you're listening to this and you want to uh, get some real estate investing information, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com for no rockstar no that's that's wrong it's youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle stick with me here we're gonna make you through it um it's youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle and on the youtube channel you get videos from myself and from nick and from anthony on the team here and from different members of the team all producing stuff we're putting them out on youtube you could subscribe to our channel by hitting the red button on that page and you can find us at youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle there we did it until next time your life your terms